Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Skill a Business. I am Darwin, your host for today's episode, and I am with Diana Shimota. So hi, Diana. How are you? Hi, Darwin. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks as well for accepting the invitation. And um, by the way, Diana, can you please share some information about yourself and what you're doing? Sure. So I am Deanna Shimoda, CEO of Growth Mode Marketing, which is a demand generation agency that helps B2B technology companies break through the clutter of a crowded market so they can crush their revenue targets. Wow. That's totally be, be amazing, <laughs> actually. So yeah, um, by the way, um, yeah, I know that you're going to share um about some information about your um company, but we would like to get um yeah, some information farther from that. So what is um growth mode marketing or what is the service does it offer? Yeah, so as a demand generation agency, we offer marketing services to companies in the B2B space. And our typical client is a B2B organization between 10 million and 250 million in revenue with growth initiatives. So many times they are private equity backed, maybe they have some VC funding, and they're building up their company potentially for future acquisition. So we work with a lot of technology companies and especially in the HR space to build out the strategy, and then execute on it from a marketing standpoint to help them achieve those high growth goals. Wow. So thanks for that one. And now, can you please tell us about the history and background of your business? Sure. So once upon a time, I was in the corporate world. I was a VP of marketing at my last stop at a technology Mm. company that was in high growth mode. And I was having trouble finding a marketing agency that really could support the needs that I had. You know, I had a big budget. I didn't have a big team. I wasn't going to hire a big team because we knew that we wanted to keep our fixed costs low as an organization because eventually we wanted to be acquired for like 10x. So I was going out to marketing agencies looking for support and I would go to them and say, okay, we need to build out a lead pipeline we need to grow our revenue. I'd like help thinking through this and executing on it. And the responses from the agencies would be, we're going to help you create this beautiful brand experience. And I'm like, hold up. As a marketer, I appreciate the whole brand experience element of marketing, but you're not speaking my language right now. I've got a board of directors and investors that I have to go back to and explain how we're going to grow the organization substantially in the next five years. I went to lunch with a colleague. We were talking about the issues that I was having with an agency, and she was in a similar role at a different technology company. And she said, you know what? I've had the same experience. Maybe we should start an agency. And we kind of laughed about it and kept eating our salads. And about 15 minutes later, she looked at me and she said, no, I'm serious. And I said, I I think I'm serious too. And so lo and behold, Growth Mode Marketing was born um, out of those experiences because we wanted to create an agency that could support organizations and marketing leaders that had high growth initiatives on their shoulders. Mm, I see. What an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for that one. And now, um, yeah, talk about your success. Can you walk us through to your overall business strategy? We're so curious about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
when we started out, we were a full service marketing agency in the B2B space. And that was challenging. And we did that for several years. It was challenging because there's a lot of marketing agencies out there and there's a lot of B2B marketing agencies out there. And so we were kind of trying to be everything to everyone and found that that actually made it more difficult for us because one, we're competing against all the other everything to everyone agencies out there. And so our messaging was kind of getting lost in the sea of sameness. And two, to be good at everything as an agency is a challenge, especially when you're a smaller agency. And so a year ago, my business partner stepped out of the business and I had the opportunity to take a step back and say, who do we really want to be? And how do we refocus our efforts so that we can grow and continue to serve clients? And from that perspective, I took a step back and said, okay, we're not going to be a full service agency anymore. We're going to focus in one area. And the area that we picked is demand generation, because we see the opportunity from a growth perspective for organizations to really help them build out the brand awareness, trust, and credibility in the market with the way that today's B2B buyers buy. So that was kind of the first step in transitioning to our business model today. The second step was to get really focused in on who our audience is. We can still work with companies outside of our ideal customer profile, But from the perspective of marketing and trying to get some traction, we narrowed down to uh, specifically companies in the HR technology space from a marketing program standpoint so that we could really hyper-focus our messaging and make our marketing more impactful to reach out to them. Okay, so thanks again, um, Leanna. And also for a lot of years working in the marketing um, industry, How have you adopted the changes in your industry over the years? I think marketing is one of those things that is constantly changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. New technologies come into play. Buyer behaviors change. uh, You know, new -hmm. categories pop up. So there's a lot, I think, that in any given year you have to pay attention to from a marketing standpoint. And... I try to stay up to date on all of that by continuing to educate myself and educate my team by looking at like, what are the marketing trends? How are people, especially in the B2B space, buying and purchasing? And how is that evolving? And how do our marketing services evolve to support that evolution? Because even things that worked five years ago, three years ago, are not as impactful as they were 10 years ago. Um, And they're not as impactful today. And so really looking at making sure that we're paying attention because you have to do marketing that is impactful for buyers. And if they're changing, marketing needs to evolve too. Okay, now I get it. And now, yeah, I'm too curious about this. And yeah, so I'd like to ask this for you. So can you share any specific tactics or tools that have been particularly effective in growing your business? So I know that some of the business owner um, have or just secret this, but yeah, I just like to ask this for you if it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this actually, 
we try to do for ourselves as a business what we also do for our clients. So one of the things that we'll advise our clients on when they're working on growing their organizations is that your digital footprint needs to become your best sales rep. And so as an organization, Growth Mode Marketing puts that into practice to build out our own digital footprint. And what I mean by that is really getting a lot of robust content for all stages of the purchase decision process out online and available in the spots where our buyers and our prospects tend to hang out and tend to go to consume information. When looking at that, and building out your digital footprint, it goes well beyond, okay, we've got to have digital ads and we've got to have a website. There are three, what I would call legs to the stool mm-hmm. in distributing your content that you're building as part of your demand generation engine. The first is pretty obvious. It's your website, but it goes beyond just having a website. You've got to have a website that has really rich content, whether a person is just in, you know, kind of the initial stages of learning about your organization and learning about the problems that you solve and the topics at a high level, or whether they're, you know, they have buying intent and they want to really dig into your products and look at what you do and start to make some decisions. So building content loops into your website, the goal is you want someone to come to your website if they're your ideal customer profile and find what they need and dig deeper and keep clicking into new content versus coming, look at at one thing, bouncing off, going to Google and going to the next website. The second leg in that stool is what we call managed channels. And that is the tactical items from a marketing standpoint where you can control what you publish, how often you publish and when you publish. And it's all about building out your own audience. So you want to continually put out really good content that gives people a reason to follow along and continue to consume your content. That can be things like podcasts, webinar series, Mm -hmm. social media, blogs, even email campaigns, ABM, digital advertising. All of those things designed to put content in front of other people, draw them in, make them say, I want to learn more. I like what you're saying. I'm going to continue to follow along with it. That third leg of the stool is what we call third-party channels. And that's really about building out content that taps into other relevant existing audiences. So, you know, if you're going into a specific industry, are there industry associations and publications and events and industry influencers that you can connect up with? to have them talk about you, write about you, to get some of your content placed with them, all these different tactics. So at the end of the day, you can look back and say, okay, we have other people out there who are talking about us and referencing us and sharing our content because they've already got an audience that's relevant for us. And when you put those three stools together, the the website that goes deep, the managed channels that build an audience and the third-party channels where you're tapping into other relevant existing audiences, it really starts to extend, expand that digital footprint for you so that if a prospect is out there and they're searching on content, you show up in all the places where they're going to find their information. Wow. 
Yeah, totally amazing. And thank you so much, by the way, Diana, for sharing those information here in our show. So yeah, um, I'll take that uh, for everything those um information that you share. And by the way, um, yeah, um, I'm asking about problems. So can you um talk about any challenges or obstacles that you've been faced in your business, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, uh, you know. An agency it can be a challenging business exactly. because there are there are like ebbs and flows to the business, and this is probably the case for any service business where you have you know one month you have a lot of work and you're like oh my goodness how are we going to get this done and do it well yeah. and the next month you have a lighter level of work and I think where that can become a challenge is from a staffing perspective how do you ensure you know that you have the right volume of staff to be able to deliver at peak times, but also how do you not have too much staff to be able to manage through the valleys as, you know, the work comes and goes because a lot of clients will come and they'll do project-based work. Um, you know, typically I think the tenure of a client in, in a marketing agency world tends to be one to two years before they will move on typically to the next one. So there's always kind of that churn and burn, which I hate, you know, you, you bring a client on, you hope that they'll stay forever, but the reality is, you know, they don't. And, and sometimes they'll stay a, much longer than the typical, you know, like we've got clients that have been with us from day one and we've been in business for like eight years, but just managing those peaks and valleys. And I think one way that we've been able to manage through that and overcome it, which is actually pretty common in the agency world, is that we have a whole resource pool of contractors that we pull in when those peaks happen. But because they're not on our payroll, we can, you know, pull back on the amount of work that we send them when we have less client projects in front of us. I see. And now for the next question, yeah, um, I would like to ask this for you as well. So, because this is too important, actually. So can you speak um, to any matrix or KPIs you use to measure a success to your business? Uh, the... <laughs> Being in the marketing world, I mean, there are a lot of metrics that yeah. we look at to see how marketing is performing, not just for ourselves, but for our clients as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I think we're looking at things you would expect us to look at, like, you know, traffic to website, how many people are downloading our podcasts, how many yeah. people are reading our blog articles, how many people are engaging with our emails looking at all of that type of information. But at the end of the day, the real measure of success for us is the revenue and the profitability of the organization and balancing that out to make sure like, hey, there's, you know, are the expenses in line with where we are as an organization from a revenue standpoint? Are the staffing levels in line with where we expect to be for the year from a revenue standpoint? Um, and workload standpoint, and how are we managing all of that? And, and is there profitability for the business? All right. So thanks again, Diana. And now, how do you stay up to date with the latest trends and developments in your industry? 
Uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. I find there's a lot of influencers out in the industry that put out some really good content and do exactly. some really good interviews. Um, you know, there's a lot of marketing vendors out there that actually do podcasts or that come on relevant marketing podcasts that I think share some really good insights of what they see works and doesn't work, not just with their technologies, but in the marketing landscape as a whole. Um, I rely a lot on looking at what's being posted out on LinkedIn. You know, a lot of times there will be articles that I would find really interesting if I knew they existed, but I don't know they existed. And I'll find someone else will be posting about it on LinkedIn with their thoughts and comments. And I'll see that and I'll be like, oh, that article sounds really interesting. So I'll go and look at that. And of course, attending conferences and and even just getting out there and talking to uh, marketing leaders and CEOs out in the industry who fit our ideal customer profile and really understanding like what are the challenges that they have for us specific to marketing and sales and growing their businesses, but getting that firsthand perspective to understand like, here's what they think works. Here's what they think doesn't work. Here's where they're banging their head as they're trying to achieve their own growth journey and where they could potentially use support. So I, you know, I really think like understanding your audience and just kind of all the factors that play into it and how to stay up to date on all of that is important. Yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, that is totally um yeah um right. Um, I totally agree for that one because you know um we'll need to make sure as well if ever um it's working or not since this is a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, for um the next question, what advice can you give to other business owner looking to succeed in your in your same industry? Uh, if you're looking to succeed in marketing, specifically with a marketing agency, I highly recommend joining an organization that has other agency business owners in it. The reason being, you know, I'm a member of one of those organizations. There's actually, you know, a handful of them out there. You can just Google them. But uh, being able to talk with other agency owners and share like, this is the challenge I'm having. These are the wins I'm seeing. Here's how we develop these processes. Like that's been really helpful because I think agency life can be, uh, it can be tough at times. There's a lot of peaks and there's a lot of valleys. And when it's good, it's really good. And when it's bad, you feel like you're, you know, alone and you have no one to talk to. And being able to talk to these other agency owners and understand like, okay, I'm not alone. This agency is doing really well right now, but they've actually been through the same experience as us and they managed to navigate through it. Or like right now when the economy is is not in an ideal spot and a lot of companies are pulling back on their marketing, which means revenue coming to agencies isn't as plentiful as it has been in the past, to be able to get together and talk through those things and see the light at the end of the tunnel, I think is really valuable. And they, you know, when you share best practices across organizations, a lot of times it's like, "Ah, I never thought of it that way. You know, it just gives you great perspective to help you navigate the ups and downs of owning an agency business. 
Yeah, I totally agree for that one, um, Diana, because our CEO, Lucas James, do that as well. So yeah, <laughs> I'm his assistant, actually. <laughs> so yeah, I, I try to, you know, um, check sometimes for what you're doing. So I know that it's too important if you have a business. And by the mm-hmm. way, I didn't notice um, this is already the last question. So yeah, uh, and this is too important, actually. Um, so yeah, for the last question, if anybody wants to connect or anyone thinking about working with you or partnering with um with you, maybe, so where's the best place they could go or what is the best way to do that? Yeah. If you're interested in learning more about how to create a callus for growth through demand generation, I would say check out growth mode marketing's podcast, the demand gen fix it's on Apple podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me, Deanna Shimoda, on LinkedIn because I regularly post insights and best practices on demand generation. And of course, we provide lots of information on our website, which is growthmodemarketing.com. All right. So yeah, I'll just gonna take note of everything of those and then I'll just gonna put it to the podcast title. So yeah, another pure blue liquid gold that we've been have acquired today from a guest. It is really our pleasure having you, Diana, in our show. Thank you so much again. And by the way, um, do you want thank to you. say yeah? Do you want to say something or do you want to thank someone, um, right now, before we um end the show? Yeah, just thanks to all the listeners. Uh, you know, if you ever need marketing advice, give me a shout. All right. So thanks again, and guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for sticking here with us today. If you got any value for today's episode, we would love to get a rating or review where you get the podcast. If there's someone in the myth and growing their business or thinking about starting a business, send this episode to them and then take one thing that you learn. Go out, implement it, execute it, and let us know how it goes. We want to hear your wins. And above all, thanks for being here with us today. We really appreciate it a lot and see you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>